0: Welcome to Mystery House Hours and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir.
1: I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast.
0: And this is a cast of remembrance.
1: This is a podcast that's doing the thing it keeps doing, <laughs> which is given storylines we already have, and giving the adults teen storylines, and giving the teens adult storylines.
0: This... This episode has all the makings of, like, a really dramatic and, like, award-winning episode, except for they did it in the weirdest way you could do this episode.
1: Also, did the casting team of Twilight just, um, just, like... Look at
0: this movie and cast everyone from it? Yeah. Because there's
1: a lot of Twilighters in this pod.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. This, yeah, this, uh, this episode's got a lot of... (laughs) A lot of that going on. Um... I mean, I the thing about, about like, the industry is that it's, we, it's weirdly, like, it's weirdly small sometimes.
1: But, like, not that small. Not that
0: small, exactly. It It is funny that this episode has, what, three people?
1: Three, three Twilight three, actors. Three Twilight
0: actors appear in this episode. In, they don't, like,
1: major roles. And they don't
0: even all interact with each other, but they are all there. And then, you know, in... Like,
1: three years?
0: No, Twilight. No,
1: Twilight's like 2010, maybe?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think about that, because I know it was coming out while well we were um, teaching at that camp, so... Yes. Yeah.
1: But that's... No, that's like no, three years. Yeah. This is like 2006 <laughs> by now.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it took In three like,
1: years, all these kids will grow up to be vampires.
0: Well, unfortunately, I think Benjamin Kenzie was doing Rookie Blue or something like that, mm. um, mm-hmm. or some, one of the one of, a, a cop one like that, so he couldn't be Colin <laughs> Edward.
1: He would be an okay Edward Colin. <laughs> he, do,
0: he he knows how to um, do the the moping without making it seem mopey, too mopey. Uh, he knows but-
1: how to not talk and get other people to talk
0: true um and i would be very excited to see an edward cullen who's just way too much like jim gordon
1: (laughs) (laughs) and edward cullen who's always going on investigations why
0: is that edward cullen also a cop (laughs) why is he also a detective
1: and somehow also
0: a boy (laughs) he's a boy and a man and a vampire and a detective
1: there are too many layers to this character (laughs) can't
0: handle all of this make him one thing
1: (laughs) boy or man Detective or vampire? Because detective and vampire are opposites, I guess.
0: Though, uh, for, though it is really the fortunately that then then it would be Ben it would be Ben McKenzie who who is just like angry at life for those entire times he's working on those movies. That's true. No one liked working on those movies.
1: No. 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 Well, you know, I think some of the ones, like, Kellen Lutz, who played the big vampire.
0: I, I think some of the, ec- like, the background characters, the secondary characters, I think they probably had legitimate fun because their roles were just ridiculous and, like...
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I think a lot of the Cullen and whatever their other but, but last I, names are but kids. I think the
0: primary, I think, like, you know, Robert Pattinson and Taylor Lautner and um, uh, Chris Stewart, I don't think they had fun.
1: I think Taylor Lautner had fun. Because I think he did not take it seriously. He was like, guys... I'm 19 and I get to be a wolf.
0: Okay, you know I, you know I could do that. I, I, but you I know think... who
1: did not like doing that at all and was very outspoken. Yeah, Kristen.
0: Yep, yeah, no, she did. She did Kristen
1: not. Chenoweth did not like yeah. being in Twilight.
0: <laughs> no, no, I guess she didn't.
1: Kristen Stewart also didn't like it, but Kristen Chenoweth, whew, she hated that Twilight.
0: No, I. But I mean, like, I guess. If you know you have your, I I, I I understand why they wouldn't like it because it's a it's it's not very good, but it's the thing that everyone knows them for. So it was like sort of like this big, like break type thing. So like everyone's like, oh yeah, that's you know she's the Bell Swan, and you're like, I hate this this care. I I've done other things.
1: Well now she gets to be a Charlie's Angel. Now
0: she gets to be a Charlie's Angels and Robert Paz and gets to be Batman. Like that is that is the that is the definition of a glow up.
1: Also, Cedric Diggory.
0: Also, he was Cedric Diggory, but I think that was around the same time. <laughs> I think that was before Twilight That was before, <laughs> so that doesn't count.
1: He didn't know. No. No.
0: No. No.
1: Well, have we gotten all of this Twilight content out of our brains? Well, no,
0: we're going to get more of it as we go into this episode, because this is Season 3, Episode 15, The Heavy Lifting.
1: Well, we find out right away that it was not just a tequila bottle that dropped; <laughs> it was Johnny's head.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: like, first line, the kids are waiting in the Cohen house, and Johnny has some serious traumatic head injury.
0: Yes, they, 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 um, they're back after dropping him off at the hospital. They keep saying it's a very bad outlook, but they have to look positive,
1: except for Marissa, who refuses to look positive.
0: Well, because I think she's at this point, it's like aware of what the show will do. Because I was also like pretty much into this, what was going to happen was going to happen.
1: Why couldn't they just let him go away? They already wrote the character off of the show. Oh, we
0: will get to that, Aaron Weir.
1: Why Ashley? this level? <laughs> Don't tell people my middle name. They're going to steal my identity.
0: <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Okay, uh, so... Uh, Marissa goes off because apparently Caitlin's also there, just in the pool house, I Probably guess. Probably just
1: sobbing. Yeah. Just sobbing. She doesn't
0: look that sad when we see her.
1: She looks pretty destroyed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, But then she gets a phone call. It's from uh, Mrs. Harper, who will hear a whole lot about this episode and see once.
1: Because they did not pay her to speak.
0: No, <laughs> they
1: did not. Uh. <laughs> Although they did not bring in Nikki Reed we'll talk about that they did bring in
0: a new character to essentially be the mom (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so he so uh, he gets a call Ryan picks it up and turns out Johnny has died
1: It's the bad news.
0: And now, not to undermine this entire moment, but I want to point out the worst ADR I have ever seen on television, which is when Ryan's hugging Marissa, and then it cuts to Caitlyn, then cuts to Ryan, and you hear Caitlyn say, What happened? And then cuts back to Caitlyn with the same expression on her face. Like, oh, they really wanted to get that one line in. That was such an important line.
1: It's like they forgot to make her say it. Well...
0: She didn't need to say it. I don't need to know that Caitlin's wondering what happened. I can see it on her face through the acting of Willa Holland.
1: Willa Holland is a child, Kevin. <laughs>
0: but I understand her emotions. She's not like a CGI lion.
1: Well, can, maybe she is. Is she in The Lion King?
0: She's not in The Lion King, Aaron. Okay. All right, well, that'll go right on to. Uh, a Mar- shot
1: of surfing first. Yes. Lest we forget.
0: We, yes. In, in remembrance of Johnny, here's some other people surfing.
1: Marissa goes to Johnny's house. This will happen
0: repeatedly. People just go to Johnny's house for less clear reasons.
1: This one is clear enough. Yes. She wants to go there and talk to Johnny's mum.
0: And, and turns out Johnny's, not only Johnny's mum is there. Julie is there, Julie. I guess taking care of Johnny's mom. Well,
1: because if there's one thing we know about Johnny's mom is she can't do life.
0: Uh, y- yeah. I.
1: <laughs> no, to be fair, now she is a single mom who had an abusive husband and her child has died by drunkenly falling off a rock.
0: Yeah. like no, a bad no, scene. No, let's make it clear. The, the, the mom's reaction to all this makes a lot of sense. I just love that Chili is the one who has to step in to be to like...
1: Because, you know, Johnny's mom doesn't have any nurse friends who would love to take care of their friend.
0: No, no, nope, no. It, said, chili. it said it's Chili making tea for her saying that, oh, she had to take a lie down. She called, like, I think they call her Gwen now.
1: Yes, <laughs> so they've now started calling her by her name.
0: <laughs> I want to know her feelings, not the children being like, well, now that your son has died, we will call you Gwen because we're all adult friends now. Now we are your peers. Uh the main crux of the scene though is they're planning out a funeral.
1: And Gwen does not want a depressing funeral, so yeah. they're going to do a daytime one by the water.
0: Though I think this might be like a memorial and then there's also going to be another fun- it's very unclear.
1: Well, she doesn't want a body and she doesn't want a visitation. <laughs>
0: yeah, but so... <laughs> but then also someone then um mercy we could do something earlier in the day. So
1: Unclear. It's
0: unclear, but it really does feel like a memorial when, or a funeral when we get there.
1: I I think this is the only memorial service, is what I took from it. Because I've been to most funerals I've been to have not been funerals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Memorial services.
1: Anyway. um, We have a short scene where Ryan basically feels like he tried his best, but he failed.
0: Yeah, this this episode has a lot of people avoiding the fact that Ryan also probably has emotions about this.
1: Ryan probably has more emotions than Marissa, because he's the one who didn't get his hand out there fast enough. Yeah, he,
0: he is the one who has the most, like, oh my god, this is my fault. And the, the show is just sort of like, yes, but Marissa's also sad.
1: Although Ryan does keep trying to say to her...
0: I'm also sad. Marissa, <laughs> I've also- watched
1: a boy die. Marissa,
0: I- I I felt him slip between my fingers as I reached out to help, and she's like, "I might love someone."
1: And Ryan's like,
0: "Cool, thanks." I got to grapple
1: with my emotions, dude. <laughs> um, Seth thanks. tries to make some jokes, and Ryan's like, "Maybe not yet." And Seth's like, "Agreed, not yet." Sudoku. All
0: right, let's head over to the B plot line of this episode.
1: Where our our adults once again get teenager plot lines because I guess Neil coming to Julie's house and saying, "I want you." Is not clear <laughs>
0: enough. It feels like they're in some sort of fifty first dates like memory loop where the where the episode before ends with this very clear indication, like they are going to get together. And every time the episode ends, it's an even clearer and clearer and clearer indication. Like the last one ended with him like going to her house and staying in there.
1: And then the door closed and, the and door... they made out behind the door.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> this, this one starts out with them being like, "Oh, well, we just don't know where we are in this life right now."
1: Like, didn't did they not have sex? I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought it was pretty clear that they were going to shack up in that shack. I don't
0: but but like cuz Julie's freaking out cuz they're doing this Valentine's Day dance, which does mean this is February 14th, which does mean that that winter break has been
1: So the winter break did not happen over Christmas.
0: No, it happened from like January to mid February. And here's the crazy thing. It's real.
1: We thought it was made up.
0: (laughs) It was real.
1: We'll get to that.
0: Uh, But Julie's all worried. She's like, oh, no, uh, you know, uh, Neil hasn't, you know, asked me to do this or anything like that. So should I come up with these plans? Like, you know, find a reason to go to his house.
1: And Kirsten's like, Julie, some men don't like Valentine's Day. Like my husband, it's been a plot point for two years. Kirsten
0: continuing the line of being some sort of weird angelic creature. Is like, Julie, I am beyond this.
1: Please relax. Help me plan this beach party. So which Jul- is on a stretch of beach that looks like it's the same place as the memorial. It
0: 100% is.
1: <laughs> They're just using the same decorations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, hey, let's meet a new person, because a new girl arrives in town.
1: So I did not clearly write this down. Why are our characters at Johnny's house again?
0: I think this is a continuation of, I think I think Marissa spent a lot of time talking to Chili.
1: I think you're right, because it's yep. just Marissa. Anyway, Marissa goes to leave and up pulls a taxi, and out of that taxi hops, Nikki Reed. Is it a taxi? I thought it was a taxi. It, no, it's a
0: car, because she gets stuff out of the car later. She drove here from Oregon.
1: Ooh, this is Sadie.
0: She's Johnny's cousin.
1: She came t- because her mom thought that she should come help her aunt. Because, again, this adult needs to be taken care of by children.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. Her mom won't come down. Sadie's mom, you know, uh, uh, Gwen's sister, sister won't come down. But she will send her recently graduated... Teenager,
1: So that 18-year-old's going to take care of this. Now, she knows everything about Marissa because apparently Sadie and Johnny are very, very close oh, cousins. they
0: are incredibly close cousins considering the fact we have never seen or heard of her before this very <laughs> moment. Uh, <laughs> my favorite thing here actually is when she's like, how's my aunt doing? And Marissa does not reply by saying, well, Chili's taking care of her, so you make your own. <laughs> You just know, well, a young man who goes by the name Chili is currently making her tea and ensuring that she does not stress herself, so you make your call on how she's doing.
1: Perhaps you should be in there, (laughs) but rest assured, I will helicopter mum that mom.
0: No, she won't. Riz has this weird thing in her head where she's like, oh, man, the mum's totally useless, but I can't help her.
1: (laughs) I can only help Johnny, but I didn't help Johnny. (sighs) No. Well, so, you know who
0: else didn't help Johnny? I guess is the segue I'm going with.
1: But Caitlin did help Johnny because she called the grown-ups. Yes, I know. <laughs> but Caitlin is also sad because she didn't help Johnny.
0: Yeah, she she has her own thing going on. So she's hanging out when there's a knock at the door and it's not Gus as it uh, never at it as she, it never is. She
1: doesn't even shout to Gus this time.
0: No, no, because she's too sad. She wouldn't mind if it was Gus, actually. Uh, no, instead it is... Justin Jacob Jonathan
1: Jackson
0: Jackson it's the J man
1: I wrote down Justin I'm still not sure that that's right
0: I'm pretty sure it's Justin
1: (laughs) so I guess Justin has driven back into town or he lives in the OC I'm clear
0: time and space in the OC does not matter things are as far as near as they need to be according to the dictates of plot
1: He's decided that he would like to drive Caitlyn back to school because midwinter break is almost done. <laughs> <laughs> which means this break was real. You know, it was real.
0: I cannot wait until mid-summer break, which lasts from, like, July to August. And that's just summer. <laughs> but they call it mid-summer break. Those have mid-s- mid-spring break and they have mid-fall break.
1: When do these kids go to school? <laughs> it is February 14th.
0: Mid-easter break.
1: This is insane.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I, I get you Anyway, he's there, and he says, hey, maybe I could drive you drive you back to Dowd. No hard feelings. <laughs> and Caitlin's
1: like, last time you were here, you tried to get me arrested. No, but
0: I was the sweet boy in the group.
1: <laughs> no, Caitlin, my brother wanted you arrested. I just wanted to make out. May we still make out?
0: Remember how sweet I was? I was a sweetest boy, and I will continue to be a very sweet boy.
1: And Caitlin's like, I have feels, and he's like. Maybe we talk about your feels and also our relationship? (laughs)
0: Yeah, there's something sweet about how how he sees her and goes, Are you okay? And then she (laughs) shuts the door on him. He's like, oh. And then you hear, like, something smashing.
1: And he's like, "Mm." Oh. (laughs) But you can see in his head, he's like, gotta come back to this trailer. (laughs)
0: I'll put a pin in that.
1: (laughs) Great news. The Board of Doctors loves Sandy's proposal.
0: Yeah, But he does want Matt to maybe, like... I, I think really what he wants is he wants Matt to get the, like... To figure out...
1: What their thoughts.
0: Yes. He wants Matt to go with Maya one more time. He has some ground rules. No lying. No leading her on. So I think he actually doesn't want Matt to take her out on a date. He wants Matt to like...
1: like, hey, you know Maya. Yeah. Get some intel.
0: But... Above board. But as it turns out... I actually was right. Matt does have legitimate feelings for Maya, and And he was covering them with business.
1: And those feelings made him so frightened that he did not call her after the date, (laughs) for he is a boy.
0: Well, also, I think he... Keep in mind, his his entire thing was that I went on a date with Maya. I got back and got, like... In so much trouble. Got in so much trouble with my boss... So I'm like, uh, maybe we shouldn't date anymore.
1: I got in so much trouble from my dad, Maya. I mean, my boss.
0: But he says he'll he'll try. He'll go and he'll give her a call and he'll see what he can get out of it.
1: And now the weirdest thing ever happens.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Marissa arrives
1: to see Sandy
0: (laughs) because she has a bunch of papers from the hospital.
1: That Johnny's mom is in no state to fill in.
0: Did she steal these papers from the house?
1: Shouldn't Sadie be dealing with these as a blood relative?
0: All I can imagine is that Marissa Marissa saw these these papers and was like, oh, that stupid woman can't deal with all this stuff. She's so useless and old.
1: So she says to Sandy, it's not that a lawyer has to do them, but she can't do them. (laughs) So dumb then Matt
0: Matt's yeah, like uh <laughs> it's like oh fine I'll, I'll do it I guess
1: <laughs> I do all the paperwork
0: for Sandy I don't know what this paperwork is there's a lot of it and it's like a different colored paper some of it looks like it's line ruled <laughs>
1: And Matt does it. And Matt's going to do it. Matt, a man who has never met Johnny's mom, maybe (laughs) has never met Johnny.
0: Oh, no, definitely. He's never met Johnny. He's never, he doesn't, he's no idea what's going on here. He's clearly, he has met Marissa, apparently, because he could say her name.
1: It's just a mystery. I'm sure he goes around the Cohen house a lot. That's
0: the thing. I'm sure he, him knowing Marissa is not a shocking thing to me. Him
1: volunteering to do this paper work and then successfully doing this paper I'll say him
0: volunteering to do the paperwork does not shock me because if there's one thing we know about Matt is that like he will do any any work he can get his hand on he he, he is just
1: wants to impress Sandy
0: he I well I think also that's just the way that he deals situations he's like oh, okay I'll do the I'll do paperwork that's what I'll do I'll do paperwork he's essentially the best guy to have as a business partner because <laughs> he because he finds enjoyment in the tedious things that's actually that's exactly what Sandy says it's
1: true so, that's going to happen. All
0: right. Well, let's head over to another kid storyline.
1: That actual kids are doing. Yeah. Seth is doing some creepy computering, but it turns out his creepy computering is making inventories of his nerd things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Summer catches him. But once again, it's just... Like, inventories. It's just inventory. <laughs> and Summer's very confused. And that's not even a big thing. But I love the... I love the idea. he's like, this is a porn.
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> what?
0: Also, he's sitting cross-legged on his bed. Like, yeah, he's that, definitely not... There's not, not porn watching. He's
1: watching porn wrong, if that's how he's doing it.
0: <laughs> he's watching it way too academically.
1: Anyway, she confronts him not about the pot.
0: Well, yes, about the pot, but... But the,
1: mostly about lying. Yes,
0: about the the air around the pot, if you will.
1: But how Seth lies about everything all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's sort of done with like his spiraling. and says that like, he needs to like make it up to her in some
1: magical way. way.
0: Also, I think now I guess the pot thing is done. No, no, I think he's still do. He still smoking pot. I think it's just that he's not. The- he's
1: not doing it so secretly anymore. Yes, that's the idea. He's doing it in a healthy way.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we head back to the Cooper household, and they're like, well Caitlin has smashed was the crock pot.
1: Ooh, which
0: is a big thing to crack.
1: Yep. So she was real upset.
0: Well, uh, she has a little bit of talk with Marissa. They never get that far because
1: Ryan shows up. But then the phone rings, and it's Johnny's mom. But it's not Johnny's mom. It's Sadie. No,
0: it is Johnny's mom saying, <laughs> saying, "Hang out with Sadie." Because <laughs> she says, "Oh hi, Miss uh, Harper." After she picks up,
1: well, I thought she said, "Oh hi, Miss Harper," and then the other voice on the other side was like, "No, actually, it's Sadie." Oh, that
0: could have been it. I thought when she said when she said hi, Miss Harper, that was her, like she had already gotten the response for.
1: Anyway, somehow this whole scene of Marissa hanging out with many people ends with Marissa hanging out with Sadie <laughs> and alone really, in the diner.
0: Nothing really happened that earlier scene, but then we learned some troubling information.
1: So here's a few facts about Sadie that may or may not be important. Graduated high school, driving across the country, trying to get her jewelry business on the up and successful. Yeah,
0: getting stores to hold her jewelry. And her jewelry is very nice.
1: Which we know. Because we get to see it. Because so Marissa's like Sadie, this is real weird. I need to go hang with my boyfriend.
0: So he's like, "Oh, you have a boyfriend?"
1: And she's like, "Yeah, I remember my aunt said there was another guy, but clearly Johnny is your boyfriend."
0: Because, because call- a week a week before he died,
1: he called Sadie and asked her to make a necklace for Marissa with her birthstone and his birthstone <laughs> and an angel. Because Marissa is an angel to him.
0: <laughs> Johnny is... is delusional. <laughs> real bad at the... Cause here's the thing. If he was able to give it to her, be like, this is just for you, and it's just a friend thing. It's, I just mean this is friends.
1: Marissa is dumb enough that she would have believed him. Of
0: course, I understand. <laughs> this is a friend thing.
1: But a week before he died, was Johnny not hanging out with Caitlin?
0: Yeah, I, well, I... Yes, <laughs> Like, I don't understand it being a week before he died. Like, a week before he died, like, a lot of the stuff wasn't out there in the air. Like, the most traumatic part of Johnny was, like, once Chili said, you know, you should at least ask her to see. Because mm-hmm. before that, I thought he had... i mean, cl- his feelings. Clearly he had not by the fact that he had ordered...
1: Unless, could it have been that Chili was like, you have to tell her, and Johnny was like, I'll call my cousin. <laughs> And oh, then when and told Marissa, like, could those events have taken place over a week?
0: Ah, uh, man. that, that, that The that,
1: timeline that, of the show is... Once
0: again, that really makes Johnny just completely unaware of human, like, be like, ah, I'll tell her that I like her, and maybe she'll like me or not. Either way, I'm going to get some jewelry.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was free, I'm sure. Yeah. Because this is the closest cousin ever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, but all I think is, boy Johnny was not really good at this whole relationship stuff.
1: No, Casey definitely should have broken up with him, and it was definitely not a psycho ex, Marissa. <laughs>
0: oh god! Oh
1: god! Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's head on to the beachside memorial.
1: There's flowers and teddy bears everywhere. Everyone's signing a surfboard. It's, a, it's actually
0: like, if you like knowing Johnny, it's a this, beautiful it's memorial. It's a beautiful memorial. Though I do have, I, this is the moment where I figure out this entire episode is made of very small moments just to make Marissa feel bad. There's a moment where, like, just Johnny's mom looks over and sees Marissa.
1: And Marissa views it as a side eye. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's all, it's all, we didn't mention them because they're all small moments, but there's these tiny, tiny moments that are all supposed to make just Marissa just collapse in upon herself. That's the entire episode.
1: Now, this is not related to Marissa, but there is a really sweet moment where Chili goes and stands next to our heroes. Yeah. And Summer hugs him and then just, like, stands with her arm around him. Yeah, because Chili's also sad. Yeah. And she knows Chili. Yeah. She hung out at that party at his house once. Exactly. And I think got along well with him. Yeah.
0: And, I, and once again, I'm fine with us not dwelling too much on what Chili's feeling because he is a secondary character. We know he's sad. That's he's, it. He's
1: very open about what he's feeling. Yes.
0: Uh, hey, do you know who's also has made a reappearance in some very weird shots? Voychuk. Voychuk is, is
1: hanging watching out. Watching this funeral.
0: From the parking lot. And we will cut to him in this exact same facial expression and exact same pose. He will not do anything this scene.
1: <laughs> He's just watching. <laughs>
0: just watching.
1: Now, is he watching the funeral or is he watching Sadie, who is giving the eulogy? And she is shouting the eulogy because she has to shout it over the waves. <laughs> she has to shout it over the ocean. <laughs> It's true. I kind of like that she does it because you know Johnny's mom can't do anything. <laughs>
0: uh, she can't. No, instead Sadie, this person who's like, who's that? It's Sadie. It's his cousin. They're really close, apparently.
1: Well, it turns out she's been here a million times. Yeah,
0: I mean, Chili really knows her. Yeah. So
1: and then there's a really sweet moment where all these surf boys carry the signed surfboard out to sea. Yeah. So it can have a Viking funeral with no fire.
0: Yeah. Though I have decided not to point out the realistic thing that that will not go out to sea. <laughs> Just
1: kidding. Keep it's going to keep coming back, back to shore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they will set it on fire.
0: Yeah. But I mean, hey that th- when, when we talk about like things uh, like we always have our ones, which are things that are dramatic but don't make any logical sense this is one of those things where you where you can, where you accept the suspension of disbelief because this is specifically about the feelings that are evoked versus the actual acts that are happening
1: this is too beautiful it's a
0: lot more beautiful to see all these people hold like hold like literally like pallbearers mm-hmm. holding a um, surfboard and walking it out to the sea and the camera panning up than like the, the realistic thing which is that that would not work Yeah. It's just, it's a lot cooler.
1: Now, while the funeral is going around and Whitechuk is just watching the same position over and over, Caitlyn is also sad sitting by the sea by herself.
0: And as it turns out, Caitlyn is like double Marissa.
1: So Caitlyn puts to words something that is completely reasonable for a 14-year-old to say. She thinks that she killed Johnny.
0: She also thinks that Ryan killed Johnny.
1: Yes. Between the two of them, they did kill Johnny. <laughs> Which is
0: why I call her double Marissa. Because Marissa, like, passively is like, oh my god, I'm at fault. <laughs> Caitlin's actively, I'm at fault.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, to be fair, Caitlin did give him the tequila.
0: Yep. And, and, and hey, you know, being a lot more upfront with your emotions helps emotions actually be dealt with.
1: Which we will learn very soon. Yeah.
0: Though, <laughs> though I do like how as soon she was like, no, and also it's your fault. Ryan right? was like... Okay, I see what's going on here. We have to go. Everyone's sad, Caitlin.
1: Caitlin, I do feel like it's my fault, but I'm processing it.
0: (laughs) Everyone's sad. Come on, let's go. (laughs) All right, well, let's head off to a uh, slightly happier scene, slightly.
1: Sandy and Matt just played some basketball. Matt beats Sandy, and that's Matt's quarterly bonus.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love Sandy and Matt's relationship. Yeah,
0: it's great. <laughs> it's so great.
1: Matt is the son that Sandy will never admit he wishes he had, sort of.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he he is third son.
1: He loves Seth, but oh, having a Matt son is good, too.
0: Though we do learn that Matt did call Maya, but unfortunately, because he didn't call her back well, immediately, presumably also because, once again, he got in trouble with going out <laughs> with her, she... It's not dubbed, so she's like, "No,
1: no, I see you're just trying to get information from me."
0: <laughs> so she, so yeah, she's upset, uh, and he's also clearly upset about it.
1: But don't worry, Matt, because in comes Kirsten, and Sandy's like, "Kirsten, she you can make anyone date." It's a
0: Valentine's Day thing, and girls, it's like w- Maya doesn't need a dating service. She's Marina Bakaran, yes. Bakaran, the Karen.
1: She's gonna be fine. Yeah, and then she's like. Wait a second, Sandy. I'll do you one if you do me one.
0: <laughs> I want, and I, the one I want you to do is valentine's day do
1: it right for once
0: and i will make love bloom in a cold battlefield
1: you'll see We're
0: playing metal gear solid
1: you'll see sandy my ability to spread love may be so powerful that characters that don't even need to fall in love will fall in love you'll see i
0: have ascended
1: i am the angel of love
0: and then she just like blows up through the ceiling
1: and sandy's like ha that's my lady well, i
0: should get her some lingerie all right, uh, I guess this is the, like, after-funeral like, wake, yeah, yeah, which is done at the bake shop. I was uh, The reason why Wick. I specifically was thinking about that, because it, it seems so weird to me, because we cut to a bunch of just, like, kids sitting cross-legged on the... Um,
1: They're surfers.
0: You, well, yeah, for a while, I'm like, this seems like a bad thing for, like, a restaurant. to Be like, oh, the theme of our restaurant is you can sit cross-legged on the stage. i like, <laughs> oh, no, no. It's awake, so it's super casual, mm-hmm. and they're and they were they're able to sit there down there and watch videos of surfers, which might be Johnny surfing.
1: I think it must be Johnny because
0: you remember he was watching those videos beforehand.
1: Uh, yes, when he was in his sad dark in his room. Sad
0: dark room. <laughs> uh, so the the kids, all of them, are sort of sitting apart and talking about the fact that Valentine's Day's tomorrow.
1: Yes. <laughs> and they point out that this is actually the first Valentine's Day since our show started where Ryan and Marissa are actually together. Yeah, so
0: they could actually do something.
1: But uh, Ryan thinks that Marissa's not into it. <laughs> and Marissa explicitly states that she is not into it. Yeah. And Summer's like, maybe you should have some joy in your life?
0: You yeah, Maybe you don't have to be sad forever.
1: And Marissa's like, no, I do. No,
0: I should be sad forever. Life is pain.
1: Summer, do you know me at all? I've been sad for so long.
0: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, in a scene with no main characters in it, it's just Voychuk and Sad and Sadie.
1: So Sadie watches Johnny surf, and in comes Voitchuk. Yeah, who wants to see how she's doing because they used to date.
0: Hundred percent. They 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 really make this a weird secret. Like, oh, what is Voitchuk's interest in Sadie? They used no, he, to date.
1: So did Sadie live here?
0: I th- I. I guess so. Did
1: Voychuk live in Oregon?
0: I think it's more likely that that Sadie used to live here.
1: Maybe Sadie used to spend her summers with Johnny and his mom.
0: No, maybe. They're very close. They're very close. (laughs) They're
1: very close cousins. Uh,
0: Anyway, this is quickly cut off. Because Ryan... Repeatedly, we will not be given further information on this Voychuk-Sadie thing as Ryan arrives out of nowhere.
1: It's like he senses Voychuk and he's like, a man I scared off once.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't know who Sadie is.
1: No, he has not met her. You're no,
0: right. He, well, he, he saw her doing the speech, I yes. guess. So maybe that's his reason to go up and be like, I should talk to that girl. <laughs> you know what? Someone probably said, he probably asked, who is that? And they said, oh, that's Johnny's, Johnny's cousin. cousin. And he's like, mm, "He's like, I should go talk to her.
1: <laughs> I did kill Johnny a little bit. This
0: seems plot important.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, boy, Chuck.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, they get real deep into the fact that Sadie has had a really bad time of just people close to her dying over and over again
1: her dad died of cancer her dog died a month later her
0: her best friend died like last year
1: maybe also in a falling off a rock incident Uh,
0: my dad died of cancer and falling off a rock but i think it was the cancer
1: so ryan
0: (laughs) said he's just like damn you rocks (laughs) how dare you i wish for a flat world
1: Maybe that's why she moved away.
0: Ah, uh, because Maybe it's a lot flatter to, like, in, yes. up up in Oregon?
1: Portland? It's pretty flat.
0: That's air. That's mountain regions.
1: Yeah, but mountains are not rock outcroppings. Mountains are large things oh, that so, you fear and respect. So
0: so she, so she just doesn't like coastlines.
1: I think she moved to a place where people respect rocks. Ah,
0: they uh, respect the inherent danger of elevated surfaces.
1: Exactly. Okay. Anyway, Voychak and Sadie kind of bond a little bit, mostly about their shared
0: <laughs> sadness,
1: p- pragmatic outlook of the world.
0: I don't know, and the really the main part is that Marissa comes up now, so Sadie can figure out the connection. And
1: she's like, Ah, I know what you are now. Ah, uh,
0: you're you know the boyfriend. I was, okay, I get it now. I now understand.
1: Sadie does not know that Ryan thinks that he killed Johnny. No, but that's okay because Ryan's gonna get past it.
0: Yep so, uh, we let's f- head over to Julie, who has found her stupid reason to go see Neil
1: her made up reason she pretends she left a cake knife at his house weeks ago,
0: yeah, I mean, he also does doesn't really get it, but he's like, "Ah oh, sure, and then, then becomes this really weird scene where they act like two strangers,
1: so I have a question, yeah, because I find Neil hard to read sometimes, yeah. Is he punking Julie again no. or is he genuinely unsure if he wants to date her?
0: I think it's the second one and I think and I think this when we say things that seem out we actually talked about it last week things that seem out of character it's hard to say a character seems out of character when the person who wrote it, wrote it, because they're the ones that say it's in character. This has repeatedly been the, the writer's room for the OC. Just N-
1: resetting the character loop.
0: Yeah, because we saw the change. We saw the adjustment. We saw these characters. This is what seems out of character, because we saw them actually, like, get together. Well, f- like, four times.
1: So we had the episode where Neil had developed respect for Julie, which is when he was dating Taylor Townsend's mom. Yeah. Then we had the episode where he was, like, grappling with his emotions for her, which was yeah. Caitlin's birthday. Yeah. Then we had the episode where he punked her <laughs> and then realized he should not have punked her. Yeah. Which was last episode.
0: And then this is just like, he's we intrigued. gotta get another episode out of this.
1: Did they have bad sex?
0: No! Like, no, this, this, this is just, out of all the times, Aaron. this is just bad writing. This is bad plotting.
1: Yeah, this is very bad.
0: Like, I know we can sometimes figure out, figure out the logistical in-character reasons for why these things happen. The only thing, the reason that this can happen is bad plotting.
1: Like, it's like someone didn't watch last episode.
0: Yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, let's head back over to the uh, another Cooper woman.
1: So this time I wrote down that his name is Josh.
0: Well, Justin Josh, Jonathan Jackson, Johannesburg, uh, is waiting for Caitlyn to, he uh, to sho- act her house.
1: He shows up waiting for her. Yep. With a pre-Valentine's Day gift, which is a teddy bear.
0: She can either hug it.
1: Or she can throw it and it won't break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Caitlin is respectful of him calling out her flaws. Because that's the <laughs> thing that Caitlin likes in a man.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then they sort of like talk about... Uh, Johnny and the fact that, well, really they talk about the, that Caitlyn knew someone who died.
1: And that she feels directly responsible for it. And she explains the tequila and the bonfire and not calling for help soon enough.
0: And and Justin, because his parents are therapists, <laughs> <laughs> knows how to give advice.
1: And he essentially reassures her that it is not her fault and that the world is chaos.
0: Well, and also, without even knowing Johnny, he's like, I feel like this Fred would probably... Be say, like, it's not your fault. Like, it's it's on them. People are in charge of their own actions. And that is exactly what Johnny would say. It's true. Johnny would be like, no. Like, like if, if Caitlin had a weird fever dream where she saw, like, Angel Johnny, be like, no, that was my bad.
1: I shouldn't have climbed up that rock, Caitlin, but I was hurting in my soul. It's
0: not your fault. <laughs>
1: Caitlin responds, "Whoa, you're like an adult," and he's like, "I have listened to my parents for so long."
0: (laughs) I am the only person in the show who who has any like positive relationships around therapy. Everyone else seems to hate it.
1: But Caitlin, it's good,
0: and and you what? It helped Caitlin out, so now she'll see uh, Johnny at Santa Barbara. He's very excited. He dances a little bit.
1: (laughs) It's really cute. She shouts from the trailer that she can see him dancing. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I like this. I like Happy Caitlyn. Yeah, it's good. I like it when she seems 14, which right now, she does. Uh, Aaron? Yes, Kevin.
0: This week, what made you happy?
1: This week, I went yesterday to a plant night Ooh. where me and mom and our sister-in-law Darcy and our brother Brian made little terrariums and I drank wine and everyone else drank soda and I was like, oh, I have to have two glasses, guys, so someone is bringing income into this bar. Well,
0: you say soda. Brian drank water.
1: No, Brian had a diet Pepsi.
0: Oh, wow. He's really expanded his horizons. Mom
1: had a diet Pepsi. Darcy had a diet Pepsi. I was like,
0: guys. (laughs) I'm not saying no one has to drink. It's sort of weird that our brother just... Does because he, he likes it. He does because the, li- the reason yeah. I don't drink it is because I don't like the taste of alcohol and don't like any of that. I don't like, like that.
1: Brian but likes, he likes cider, ciders. he likes cider
0: and he likes mead. But maybe that's the thing is that if the place doesn't have cider or mead, he's completely out of it immediately.
1: Yeah, and it's like a lot of work. Yeah, anyway, so we made little terrariums. Mine has a little skeletal dinosaur, one of the duckbill ones. Yeah, that's nice. Those very cute, and three little plants, and some moss, and some rocks. Mm-hmm. And like I like paint nights. I think paint nights are fun. It's fun to do something while you're drinking to go to a bar and do something that's not just sitting around and talking. Yeah. You do learn like really cool paint technique things. Yep. Um, because you've done a couple of paint nights, like you do yep. learn stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the plant night is really cool because everyone's is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like it will never look the same yeah. because succulents are succulents. They're all different. Yeah, absolutely. So it's cool. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Mm. And yeah. now I have a terrarium that hopefully will not die, because my last one died, because I was traveling for work and could not water it once a month.
0: Well, now you're not.
1: Now I'm not. Kevin, what made you happy this week?
0: Well, this week, actually, something to do, do with you. Uh, we just, we did a session zero starting thing for a new uh, tabletop game that we're going to be playing, which is the City of Mist game. And that was fun. We did we did the character creation. It took it took a long time, but it was a lot of just, like... <laughs> it took
1: a very long time, but it was a lot of goofs.
0: Yeah, lo- yeah it, it took longer because we weren't... Like doing it the entire time, we'd spend a lot of time also just goofing about things. Well, because
1: we're setting our game in the '90s, so we had so many sweet. Well, <laughs> vaguely in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah,
0: we got we got got a lot of '90s jokes, and it was a fun thing to have a bunch of people all having a similar like you know
1: sense of sense of humor? The, the era. Yeah,
0: when we brought it up, I said like when we did, when we were choosing the era, I didn't really want to do like a 1930s like medieval or anything like
1: research like would they have this
0: yeah but if you choose something that's still not modern day so you take away some of that stuff but you get like you know (laughs) all the information in the 90s it's fun it's gonna be fun i'm excited to do that
1: and we got to eat korean fried chicken which is
0: very good so good very good
1: so good we'll order it sometime yeah so here's some sort of hijinks. Sandy is looking at the Victoria's Secret catalog, which Kirsten flagged the things that she likes in.
0: Yeah, Kirsten said, you, said, you, you need to buy me lingerie. Don't worry. I'll tell you which ones you can pick from.
1: <laughs> I'll make it easy. <laughs> okay,
0: cool. Yeah, good.
1: And so, you know, the kids come in. They're kind of morose, but they try to get distracted with Sandy.
0: Yeah. But really, this whole thing is mostly just to prompt Ryan and Marissa to talk about Valentine's Day.
1: And Ryan asks Marissa what she would like to do, and she responds, nothing.
0: Marissa makes this very weird assumption. She's like, look, you never liked Valentine's Day, so I don't know why he's saying it now. I'm like, Marissa, you were never with him on Valentine's yeah. Day. I have no idea of his th- feelings on Valentine's I Day. I have no
1: idea what he likes he, either. You've d- never dated him on Valentine's. Doesn't he sort of feel
0: like he's the kind of guy who, likes ha- like, who, who would like this sentiment behind Yes, it. I think
1: he would always do something sweet and dopey. Yeah. Like like the teddy bear that yeah. Jackson Jordan Justin did. Cuz
0: uh, not even thinking of of when we've seen him after he's come to the OC hearing his relationship with like Teresa that seems like that would be his things like he would have big romantic gestures on a day and having a day set out to do those on is what allow him to do them.
1: Cuz can't you see him showing up with like a sack of breakfast sandwiches and a teddy bear and being like we're going for a drive.
0: Yeah, so I don't know where she's coming uh, that from. I think she's confusing him with Sandy.
1: (laughs) She's like, you're the same. You're both dads. Yes. So she shouts, don't pretend it's your favorite holiday. And then she informs him that he cannot possibly understand her emotions. I was like, Marissa, I was there too.
0: I was, I was actually, I was right there.
1: Marissa, I'm the one who didn't cat- this is not like Trey. You can <laughs> talk to me about this one. Like, I can understand Marissa. If anyone can understand me... But she's
0: like, no. No, you can't. And she oh. runs off.
1: And I... <laughs> this entire show is Marissa refusing to explain her emotions to Ryan and then just shouting at him that he can't understand her emotions. And then it
0: reaches a point where Ryan goes, I understand your emotions now for no particular reason. You know, he... It, the 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 reconciliation for all their problems is always just like, "Hey, that seemed like that was weird." Anyway,
1: well, she also during the scene she shouts at Ryan, "You're happy that Johnny's gone," and Ryan's like, <laughs> <What>? "No." <laughs> What? Because <laughs> the only reason he wants to do Valentine's Day is because he still feels competitive with John. Like it makes no sense. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of weird stuff there. And then that sort of leads right into uh, Ryan and Seth having their their episodically. Yep. Di- yeah. Eh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Once per episode,
1: they do a chat.
0: Yeah, conversation about like, hey, what's going on? What you doing in your life?
1: And uh, Seth encourages Ryan. To ignore Marissa's nonsense and still do a Valentine's Day. Because she probably secretly wants it. Well, also, Which, like... Seth's correct.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Seth has learned a lot about Marissa.
0: Yeah. He just started always saying, like, sometimes you have to give people space. But I think you should also just go see Marissa.
1: <laughs> I think if you don't give her Valentine's Day, she will hold it against you.
0: Yes, yeah, somehow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's a weird scene. Matt delivers the papers... <laughs> And also some mild advice.
0: Okay, here's what I love about this scene. So they always do this thing where it's Ryan and Seth are talking about something. Cut to Summer and uh, Marissa talking about something. In this scene, Matt is Summer. <laughs> Matt's, yeah. Matt's purpose in this scene is to give Marissa the paperwork, which he apparently did. And then just be like, alright, I see that you're sad. Tell me about your emotions so the audience can know.
1: And then he finishes with, well, perhaps you should go to the Valentine's Day party. If you need someone to talk to, you can talk to me. What? Yeah. It.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's. Was
1: Rachel Bilson like away? Well, I mean
0: this this is the conclusion to the 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 man that plot point we were all interested about. What's going to happen with the paperwork?
1: But did they like come up with the paperwork because Rachel Bilson was going to be away?
0: Or is this supposed to be, like, some weird setup so that Matt and, Matt and Marissa, act, like, there's, there has, was this a setup so that, because later they need some reason for Marissa to go to Matt for something? like
1: Maybe. Maybe there's a long con?
0: Like, yeah, maybe this is a long con? The only thing I can think of, because that paperwork means nothing. I presume is just like, oh, I don't really care anymore. I guess this doesn't matter. He just throws it out. just <laughs>
1: throws it into the ocean.
0: Me- meanwhile, there's Gwen Harper just being like, where's that paperwork? I really need to get that paperwork done.
1: I need to, like, declare Johnny Legally dead. Where's the
0: paper? did someone steal the paperwork? <laughs> Sadie!
1: <laughs> Sadie, have you seen my paperwork?
0: <laughs> like, no one needs this anymore. <laughs>
1: Anyway, as a result of her conversation with Matt, which meant something,
0: <laughs> she calls Ryan, and he does not pick up. Ooh, I don't know why.
1: I, this is significant. I don't know for why he doesn't call unknown. her back. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
0: haven't... All right. Uh, so let's head over to where Kirsten is going to pitch the dance to Maya.
1: And Maya's like, um, "I'm smart and beautiful and young. I don't need your help."
0: <laughs> and it's like, no, no, the reason we want you there is because, uh... We... we want
1: you to make our business look good, because you are young and beautiful and yeah, smart.
0: Yeah, you'll show, you'll show that, that, that good. And Maya's like, well, because Matt will be there. <laughs> look, I know... I this, this is not insane here. I know who your husband is. I know this entire situation.
1: And Kristen's like, well, do you <laughs> How- still want in?
0: However... I do really like Matt, so yeah, I'm in. <laughs> it's such a weird like, introduction to this character. Is, is, there, is there being like, no, I understand this entire situation. I understand everything that's going on, but I am down for it because that, that sad boy is hot.
1: I just wanted to make him sweat a little bit, and now <laughs> no more sweat. Yeah. Well, different sweat. Ooh,
0: gross. All right, now let's have someone else go to Johnny's house for a reason.
1: So Ryan feels like he was a bad adult because he didn't give his condolences to Gwen. Yeah. So he decides to go to her house.
0: Once again, it's just slowly less and less reasons (laughs) for why someone's there.
1: So he arrives at the house and Sadie is bringing in boxes after boxes.
0: Empty boxes after empty boxes.
1: So he helps her and there's a whole bunch of banter about, like, how accepting help is is awkward and then you have to make awkward banter and... Blah, 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 blah.
0: But in terms of this entire thing, is just because those boxes are going to be used to...
1: Pack up Johnny's room.
0: Because Gwen, Gwen, Gwen can't do that. And of the, all the things to say Gwen can't do...
1: This one makes this sense. This one
0: makes sense. It would be just be helpful if Sadie does it instead of Gwen.
1: Exactly.
0: I don't know why they have to do it immediately, but...
1: But they're going to. They're going to. Maybe Gwen just wants his stuff gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then Brian's like, you know, maybe I can help a little bit.
1: So, here's some hijinks that are very clearly telegraphed.
0: Uh, yeah. <sighs>
1: um, so, earlier, Sandy was talking to Seth about, like, the parties, and Seth doesn't really understand why Summer is mad that he was lying, because Seth lies all the time and sandy's like well a boy lies seth be a man be honest and while they were having this conversation they both had victoria's secret bags yeah and i was actually watching the bags and i thought that sandy picked up his bag no
0: it he he did this weird thing where he put the bag down on the side he was sitting on then for some reason reaches over to the other side of the bag like, it's it, This is the most sitcom moment in this show. They're like, I soon as how they both had the identical Victoria's Secret oh, bags, you I'm like... knew it
1: was going to happen, which is why I was watching it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I
1: still missed it.
0: No, he puts it down on the close side and then, then he, he takes the grabs the far side one. Because that makes sense.
1: You know what would have made more sense? If the bags had been, like, sort of near each other and these guys, like, moved around the room? Yeah, if
0: there was some blocking, that would make sense as to how... But all that happens is that... You know, Seth's sitting there, like, watching, like, you know, doing... He's doodling on a piece of paper, it looks like. We figure out what it is later. Yeah. Uh, Sandy comes in, puts his bag right next to his. Then they sit down with each other and talk to each other across a the table. And then Sandy just picks up the wrong bag. Like... <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, Sandy tries to give the Victoria's Secret stuff to Kirsten. She's like, oh, is it this one or this one? And then it is underwear for a teenager.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very clearly from Pink. Like, yes. Which is across the... Across, across the, uh, hu- the hallway from Victoria's Across uh, the hallway Secret. from Victoria's Secret. Meanwhile, Seth's is like very much lingerie.
1: Now, I'm very disappointed in both of these men, boys. Yeah. For not wrapping their gifts up in something that's not a Victoria's Secret bag.
0: Yeah. But I mean, and once it's again, it's very convoluted. Giving. They need to... Do that.
1: So, uh, Kirsten is perplexed and amused. Summer does some slapping.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And Joseph Seth also that he made a card for her. You know, just a nice, he drew it out. He made it by hand.
1: It's himself as Pinocchio and it says, Valentine, I cannot tell a lie. I love you.
0: Yeah.
1: Cute. Yeah. But not world shaking (laughs) enough, Seth. (laughs) You've not made it up to summer, and also she's disgusted by the laundry that your dad bought for your mom that she <laughs> thinks is for her.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so the, this whole Valentine's Day dance is about to begin.
1: But first, Marissa is in the trailer. She's moping. Caitlin and Julie are both dressed up to go to the party because... Caitlyn just needs to get out of the house.
0: And all I can think, Marissa's like, Marissa, if Caitlin is going, you know you're being dramatic. Yeah, you need to go. <laughs> Caitlyn would run off into the forest rather than do something she does not want to do.
1: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But Caitlyn has come to terms with her emotions. And Marissa has not. Yeah.
0: But Ryan's uh, here to maybe, maybe try to help her. So, yes, he
1: Caitlyn and Julie take off. Ryan gives Marissa... A necklace. Ooh. Ooh, and he's like, "All right, let's go to the party if you want." And she stares at him. And he's like, "Or we could sit here."
0: I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm wondering when was like the last time we hung out just the two of us.
1: And she responds with, "Without Johnny, you mean?" <laughs> and I was like, "What?"
0: And instantly just gets like infuriated. And Ryan's like, "Okay, I think I should leave now,
1: Marissa." I'm not... I'm not... I'm not doing this. I'm not doing
0: this. I'm not doing
1: this. (laughs) Sometimes I like you when you're irrational. This is... No.
0: Then she takes his his necklace and she walks back to her room and...
1: And she looks in her drawer, her secret hidden drawer, (laughs) and looks at Johnny's necklace.
0: And places his right next to it. And then I got very, very infuriated at this TV show that Johnny... Johnny is dead. Johnny is full on dead. This is not soap opera dead. He is dead, and, she and cannot and, pick and, him. And the plot line is still. But I like two boys.
1: This is the only thing Marissa can do, Kevin.
0: Like it, if and I'm, this is going to be spoiled at the end. It doesn't get resolved by the end of this episode. The, no, the, her plot line going forward is still. But I like two boys. One boy, who is dead.
1: And I'm really hoping that this story, because again, it's been a long time since I watched season three. Yeah, I'm hoping the storyline ends with Ryan being like, "Marissa, if you can't love me with like all your heart, I will find someone who can."
0: (laughs) And I might have.
1: Ooh. Let's get to the party.
0: All right. Uh, Seth and Sandy have a little bit of banter about this whole switch that happened. Sandy's most interested in getting the bag back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it would, it would, it went bad way before I could get that bag back.
1: Summer is at the party though with her date, her dad. Yep. Uh, Caitlin and Joshua Jackson, Jordan <laughs> and Justin have some like pretty cute stuff because he came to the party. Yep,
0: all the lonely boys are there is really what this comes down to. <laughs> he
1: does not even pretend that it's not on purpose. All
0: the lonely boys. All the lonely boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all the lonely boys. All the lonely boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Put your hands up.
0: So it turns out Seth's big like world shattering thing is, and we will explain what it is, but first I just want to say what it means, is blackmail.
1: He gives Summer the tools to blackmail him <laughs> for life. What?
0: I mean, probably until, like, 30 when he's when he doesn't care about that stuff anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but what he does is he gives Summer a cocktail napkin with an apology on it, on the front, and on the back is a list of everything he's ever done that she can give to his parents if he keeps lying. <laughs> yeah, because it says,
0: like, to whom it may concern, my name is Seth, uh, this, and I've lied about many things. Here are some of the things that I've lied about. And I'm like, okay, wait. So the, the base of this relationship will be based on the equivalency of a hostage crisis.
1: And Summer loves it.
0: Because, yeah, sure.
1: Summer is also wearing Seth's mother's underwear. He's <laughs> like,
0: I'm wearing the thong. He's like, ew, that's my mom's. Ew. It's great.
1: Now they're going to have to buy a new one for Kirsten. Oh, yeah. So meanwhile, not at the party. Marissa and Chili sad drink on the beach, and yes. Chili says no one can understand what they're feeling <laughs> except for the two of them.
0: We're the only people who understand what we're going through. And I have a lot of – like I have a full list of people who probably understand similar things like Caitlin and Ryan and you know what? Probably uh, Probably Gwen. Yeah, Gwen. uh, Johnny's ex-girlfriend. Casey. uh, All the people who he met in the... All his
1: surf friends. Yeah, probably
0: a lot of people at the school, because I'm sure he had other friends at the school.
1: Sadie, his closest cousin ever. Yeah,
0: (laughs) so... uh, (laughs) But you know what? Chili's probably pretty drunk, so he's just... you know what?
1: Chili's 16. He's allowed to feel this way. That's what I
0: mean by this. Entire episode is made up of moments directed for. for an episode about the death of Johnny, who's been, like, a pretty main character for the first half of the series, this this episode is all about, like...
1: How can we make Marissa feel how bad? How can make Marissa feel
0: bad? There's no catharsis from this death. No. No.
1: So I'm over at the party. Julie Cooper is sad. And while she's busy being sad, Caitlin comes <laughs> over and is like, Hey, Mom! I'm going to go back to school.
0: Very quickly. I want to agree. She makes a really gross joke at that waiter, right? Yes. That is horribly gross.
1: That's her sad, gross oyster joke.
0: That's incredibly gross for this show. (laughs) Like, it's very vivid.
1: But it's also very Julie.
0: All right. Uh, Yeah, so Kaelin arrives because she
1: is going to go back to school. (laughs) She's leaving.
0: She's leaving. And by that, I mean I'm leaving. Like I'm completely leaving the show. I've got somewhere else to be.
1: I'll be back next season, Mom. And by next (laughs) season, I mean midsummer break.
0: And I sort of want to say something here. You know how Caitlyn's whole whole thing, you know, everyone's like, oh, no, Johnny said it's my fault, my my, my fault, my fault. Mechanically and plot-wise, Caitlyn's entire reason for coming into this series is to cause Johnny's death. True. Not character-wise. I literally mean this in the plot.
1: The story was like, (laughs) how can we make Johnny more sad? Let's bring (laughs) Caitlyn in. Let's bring
0: Caitlyn in, and then Johnny dies, and then Johnny dies, and she leaves. (laughs) Yes, like her her entire arc is the death of Johnny arc. <laughs> so no, it's not her fault as a character, but but as a
1: plot you know, device, it's not her fault
0: as a person. It's her fault as a character, I guess the way as a plot device. I no, mean, you're yeah. right; it's a plot device.
1: Anyway, Justin's <laughs> going to drive her home tonight. He's going to take very good care of her. He will get so many coffees, and he will not drive too fast. And he will talk to her the entire time.
0: I think Johnny. I think Julie has this thing in his mind where, where she's just like, "Oh, you don't know us." Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, Johnny. You You seem seem rich. You seem like a good guy, I guess. I don't know. No. You seem like you could be a vampire one day.
1: Caitlin might like that.
0: I'm really into people who might be a vampire one day. There's actually a lot of them around. It would shock you. (laughs) I've been at least three. (laughs) People are like, hmm, you're going to be a vampire one day.
1: Thanks, Julie. So Neil watches this with mysterious emotions. Having watched Caitlin leaving her mom until parents weekend. Yeah. He decides to come to Julie and, and explain th- well, he doesn't get to explain anything cuz Julie says, "You're right. We don't belong together. Our lives are complicated." No,
0: apparently he finally 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 apparently finally apparently asked Julie to he says Valentine, but he's asking her to like start dating him, which
1: I thought I... he did last episode. I
0: thought he did I thought there were a bunch of episodes he did it in. And some of them they made a better reason as the why it's crazy.
1: We can't. We
0: can't. We cannot do this. All right, let's head over to Kirsten, the angel, who just, like,
1: sees Ryan, and she's like, oh, no Marissa, my son? (laughs) And Ryan's like, dude, Kirsten, I don't know.
0: I I, I don't think Marissa's lying to me about, about like, her feelings on Johnny, but I think she's lying to herself about her feelings about Johnny.
1: And Kirsten's like, hmm, you may be right.
0: (laughs) And I don't know what advice she gives him. I think it's just sort of like, you gotta do what you have to do. And he's like, You're right, I do have to do what I have to do.
1: So off he goes. Meanwhile, there's like some cuteness. Sandy comes over, they watch Madden Maya. Everyone's so cute. It's
0: very it's very happy and fun. So let's head to some goodbyes.
1: So Caitlin is packing up all of her stuff when Marissa arrives home from her sad beach drinking. <laughs> and Marissa's like, You're leaving? And Caitlin's like, Marissa, I dealt with my emotions. You need to actually deal with yours. I
0: know I've been saying this before as a way to, like, mess with you. Like, that's been my basic, like, use of this logic that I was using. Here's serious logic. That's the same words but different (laughs) intonations.
1: Marissa, you need to figure out if you were and are in love with a dead man.
0: (laughs) And if you are, I don't know. Maybe he'll come back upon, upon the ocean waves.
1: Maybe he will be his pirate spirit will possess another boy and he'll find his way back to Marissa.
0: I do think it was very sweet how at the memorial as they put the um the fort into the sea, a kraken like tent came up and dragged it down.
1: Well, you know, we were worried it wouldn't float away, but the kraken took care the of it. The
0: Kraken took care of it, and meanwhile the uh the pirate ghost was like, Yes, I shall always remember me vessels. <laughs>
1: So, uh, Caitlin, or not Caitlin, Marissa's like, whatever. Does, does it even matter if I, lo- if I love Johnny? And Caitlin's like, <laughs> yes! yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan doesn't go to Marissa's.
1: He goes to Johnny's house to help Sadie pack up Johnny's room. And it's very cute. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, uh... We're going to get this whole goodbye sequence that starts with Caitlyn, essentially saying, doing another one of her weird, like, prophetic speech, like, pronunciations. I'm like, I'm going to miss this place.
1: But this time it's really cute and she's hugging a teddy bear and Justin's there instead of Johnny and he seems happy to be in a car with her.
0: <laughs> yeah. Vers- versus the the, uh, the other talk she had where she was like, they say you can never go home. What's with Caitlyn getting in cars and getting very dreamy-eyed?
1: It's the bear.
0: All right. Meanwhile, we cut around we see all these couples
1: doing some dancing or some making out on the beach. Yeah.
0: I don't know why Neil and Julie are dancing separate from everyone else like it's
1: a mystery. Also doesn't
0: Julie look like an evil stepmother in this like the clothes she's wearing with that high collar thing? <laughs> she she looks like she should be like, you know, the Maleficent.
1: Well, she's not great.
0: Yeah. Uh, except for Marissa, who's alone and, like, opens up the drawer.
1: And looks at the necklaces and then picks up Johnny's. <laughs> Goes down and
0: cries on her bed holding Johnny's necklace. Don't get me wrong. Very sad. But also... Uh, I uh, just...
1: I'm so tired of her two boys like me plots. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I thought it was done. I thought there was going to be some, like, even... like even
1: Some re- catharsis that you'd be like, you know what? I did kind of have feelings for Johnny. But I've realized...
0: It, it, it would be nice if him dying was her being like, I did actually have feelings for him.
1: And you know what? I'd be okay if she was like, I did have feelings for him. Ryan, our time has passed.
0: Yeah, like like that would have been fine.
1: Anything.
0: <sighs> anyway, so we end with the last thing, which is where Ryan and uh, Sadie are talking. And we finally get someone referring to the fact that Ryan also feels blame
1: and he says to Sadie that he just can't stop help but wonder if he could have saved Johnny if I was
0: just a little faster.
1: And Sadie's like, "Dude, life is out of our control. Bad yeah. things happen."
0: Yes, yeah, Sadie doesn't blame him for missing the grab like
1: You she, tried. Yeah,
0: and that's all that really like, you know.
1: You're going to have to process it.
0: Meanwhile, she does knock at the
1: door. It's boy, Chuck. What's it's it's boy, Chuck. And he said this idiot
0: child is like this is the exact verse he says to her You wouldn't have come back if you didn't wanna see me.
1: He was at the funeral. He knows why she came back. What an idiot child! I mean, this is very on brand for It's <laughs> Delusional, like he's. So,
0: the reason I like it because I look back to those moments where we see him standing there stoically, and he we, he doesn't do anything, and him just being like, "Yeah, she's here for me." <laughs> she's saying all this stuff about her cousin. He's like, "Yeah, she can't get enough Voychak." She loves the Voychak. I'm just, I'm so happy that I was able to come back to 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 be here where I have spent so much good time with with my cousin, with Johnny. And how I'll never forget him. Yeah, she wants me.
1: <laughs> I mean, he also used to follow Casey around and be like, you love the Voychuk. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Ryan having a sixth sense for Voychuk. <laughs> he
0: does have a sixth sense for Voychuk.
1: Appears once again. He just
0: has a sixth sense for like douches.
1: <laughs> so he lurks up behind Sadie and Voychuk's, ooh, what's, what's
0: him? The, hey, what's Beta doing here?
1: And so he's like, "Okay, no. You got
0: to you are you are not a real person. You have you have to stop. Stop calling people betas and cucks and like. You 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 got to go.
1: Boy, Chuck, we can't have you. This is the year 2007. <laughs> That's not
0: going to happen for at least like another decade. I'll just
1: I, I just want to pretend it doesn't exist for a little bit longer. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> uh, very well. Good sir. <laughs> I will be on my way.
1: I'll be back in 10 years to shout profanities in your face. <laughs> So Sadie uh, offers Ryan some tea.
0: Yep. Uh, and, but Ryan does have the thing where he looks out the window and sees Voychuk like, walk in the car and looks back at him. Then Ryan looks between him and Sadie. So I guess Ryan has a new person to protect
1: I mean, from Voychuk. <laughs> I feel like Sadie can protect herself.
0: Yeah, but you know, you know how Ryan works. He's like, oh, something's going on here. There's a mystery uh, to be solved. I gotta
1: be there. I gotta figure out what's going on between Sadie and Voychuk. Yeah. They did it. I'm they gonna, did it, Ryan. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, if, uh, if, uh, if Ryan Bakes and Marissa to date Sadie, we are fine with that.
1: Yeah, I'm into it. I'm not against that. Sadie seems like a lot emotionally more, stable.
0: A lot more put together.
1: And even though two boys like her, it's not going to define her? Because <laughs> one of them's Wojcik? <laughs>
0: So, Aaron, Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment?
1: Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic rode a surfboard out to sea only to return on the crashing waves of drama? I did? I'm I'm, not going to take the obvious one. I don't know about
0: you. I wrote down so many moments. And I feel like we've
1: talked about a lot of them. Like, we talked about the dumb lingerie hijinks. And we talked about Matt delivering the paper, the Matt paper thing. Yeah. My CW moment is the fact that the Maya and Matt relationship still only really exists to serve the plot. We still have not seen Maya and Matt speak to each other. No, we haven't. Like, we, we've seen it with our eyes.
0: Yeah. But
1: we've not heard it.
0: Yeah, she's in such a weirdly, like, weirdly paced role. Like, she appears yeah. in one episode that she has this one scene
1: here and with then... With Kirsten?
0: Yeah.
1: I want a Maya and Matt scene. Am I supposed to be behind their relationship? I don't know. Does it only exist to serve drama for Sandy and Kirsten so they have storylines? Yes. <laughs> Kevin, did you find the CW moment? Yeah, and we
0: did talk about it a little bit, but as I said, there's so m- I have, like, four moments picked out here.
1: Such chaos. Between
0: things that are just weird or that and all those things. Um, but I decided to pick one that we did talk about a little bit, uh, but... But in when you look at it in any sort of logical sense, it doesn't make sense, no matter which way you put at it, which is when Marissa calls Ryan and he doesn't pick up because I don't know why that why that prompted her to call him. That is, never seemed to mean anything that she wanted to talk to him then. never because la- next time he came up, she was She's
1: kind of mad that she's he's there. Yeah, she's
0: in the exact same like mindset. But then, on the other hand, why didn't Ryan pop up? The, la- call it. the last thing we saw was Ryan and Seth just walking out from the pool house.
1: You make a good point. And why wouldn't he
0: call her back?
1: It's as if this scene only exists to make Marissa feel bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like all these scenes are just exist to make Marissa feel bad. Which, yes, that is how drama works. But to have one episode be so aggressively little moments that are all built to make one character like... It's like it's like this it's like the show's gas slapping Marissa.
1: Well, and the thing is, we know Marissa. We've yeah. been watching the show for three years.
0: <laughs> we know she's sad.
1: We know she feels bad.
0: <laughs> you don't have to constantly have like the mom look at her and this call that doesn't get picked up and just all these looks people give.
1: Because I feel like without any of these moments. I would still believe Marissa reacting exactly the way she reacts to everything. Yeah. <laughs> I still would not like it. Yeah. Because Marissa is a character who refuses to learn and grow from the things she experiences.
0: Yeah, she, she on like, despite all the new, like, things going on in her life, she still honestly does feel like she's the same person as in season one. Yeah, she doesn't have a drinking problem and those things, but, like...
1: She still handles any struggle thrown her way exactly the same way.
0: And even, like, the, the life around her is changing. Like, yeah, now she lives in a trailer, and now all these things, all these things are happening. She, as a person, feels exactly the same. Well,
1: season one, Marissa would lash out at her mom, would lash out at Luke, would didn't lash out at Ryan then, Yeah, would lash out at Summer, would lash out at a pool chair, and scream, you don't understand me, you don't know what I'm feeling. And
0: compare her to... Ryan, who has been, who's completely changed. Seth, who was completely changed. Summer, Summer, who's completely changed. Sandy, Kirsten, every other character in this. Luke,
1: every K- other. Caitlin, c- Caitlin, Caitlin <laughs> who has had four episodes. Has had such a growth.
0: Every other character in this series has grown and changed and become something different. And Marissa has stayed exactly the same as her surroundings has changed. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone else, all their surroundings are exactly the same. They're all in the same physical place they were at the beginning of the series. Except for Luke, obviously. But Marissa, who has gone through the biggest, like, life yeah. changes...
1: How many different houses has she lived in?
0: Is completely the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's infuriating. It's infuriating.
1: <laughs> I don't mind a flawed character. Yeah. Like, well, I really don't. Flawed
0: characters are purposeful. They're great. Veronica
1: Mars yeah. is the perfect example of a deeply flawed heroine. Yeah. Who we still root for because she still tries to become less flawed. Well, yeah. But she still doesn't trust people and she still tries Mm -hmm. to burn happiness around her to the ground and
0: but but to see someone but I don't don't think there's anything exciting about a character who refuses to change who who constantly is is approached with difficulties that require like character growth and and reflection and refuses to and sometimes the show really feeds into it by having other people apologize to her
1: Ryan is forever apologizing yeah. to Marissa. And I'm tired of Ryan apologizing. Yeah. Because he very rarely actually does anything wrong. I'm not saying he's perfect. He messes up. He could be far more communicative than he is.
0: Yeah. But, like, he, ha- he has become more communicative as the series has went on. Yes. Like, he has <laughs> changed and grown.
1: And he tries not to lash out. Like, when he was convinced that something was going on between Johnny and Marissa, did he go to Marissa with that? No, he went to summer. Yeah.
0: Remember that super dramatic moment where he punches the punching bag and it's like, oh, what does this mean?
1: When Ryan learned a healthy way <laughs> to process his emotions. Ryan learned a emotions. healthy way to
0: process emotions. Hey, turns out it didn't mean anything because Ryan has found a healthy way to process his emotions. When's the
1: last time Ryan punched a human man? Exactly. A long time ago. I don't even remember.
0: I'm probably Wojcik. Probably Wojcik. It was Wojcik. Yeah. Th- yeah. And this is when Voychuk became sexually attracted to Ryan. It's true. Oh, no, Voychuk's storyline is, I love these two people.
1: He loves Sadie and Ryan. Oh, I love
0: Sadie so much, but Ryan, he punched me so good in the face.
1: No, Ryan and Sadie are in the same place. Oh, what oh, do I no. do?
0: Oh, no, how am I going to process my emotions about this? It's really
1: hard to be Voychuck.
0: I'm in love with a Sadie and a cuck. What do I do?
1: <laughs> I'm sad that Voychuk's back.
0: <laughs> because there's going to be a lot more, like, Voychuk role roleplay. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be rough. <laughs>
1: Keep in mind, everyone. Voychuk is garbage.
0: Voychuk is absolute garbage.
1: <laughs> I love Cam Gianti. He's real good. Yeah. Voychuk, garbage.
0: Well, hey, uh, if you uh, if you uh, think Voychuk is garbage, but you like us, then maybe you should give us a rating, review, subscription on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find this podcast.
1: And if you have opinions on how Marissa has grown, please feel free to fight us on our opinion. Yeah, go ahead. We are on Twitter. We on, are on Instagram. It's podcastmoa, podcast MOA. Or you can email to us your manifesto of Marissahood at podcastmoa at gmail.com.
0: And Aaron, you got anything going on?
1: Still blogging.
0: Still blogging. All right. Uh, and I have my, uh, and my cyberpunk fantasy novel, Endless Hunger, as well as my fantasy novella serial, All God's Fall which in this month, the final part of Season 1 is going to be releasing, so make Look sure you that catch up. that.
1: You have just enough time to read all of the precursors before the new one comes out. Yeah,
0: it's going to be fun. All right, uh, we will see you next week with more The O.C.
1: Is Madden Maya's relationship real?
0: Will Voychuk leave Sadie alone?
1: Will Neil and Julie ever actually get together?
0: And just all this and more next week Of Mystery Outsiders and Abs.
1: A teen drama fan cast?